this morning's reflection is about the conceit of self. One of the most prevalent and pervasive ways that this deeply rooted habit of conceit, the conceit of self, binds us and is uh, perpetuated is through the comparing mind. It's a gift to ourselves to begin to wake up to seeing that the process of comparing oneself with others over and over and over again actually only perpetuates the learned feeling of being deficient or being inadequate in some way, or the learned feeling of being better than or being the very best. When we begin to understand that one of the primary re- that this is one of the primary reasons that we live with a constant underlying or maybe not so underlying feeling of uncertainty and tension and stress it's very helpful to begin to understand that this is one of the primary reasons it's this conceit of self that usurps the power usurps the vitality of presence it usurps being fully present it's this conceit of self that blocks mindful awareness of simply and clearly being present with what is we set ourselves apart we separate ourselves with this conceit And it's an endlessly, endlessly unsatisfying and painful process. A major source of suffering in this human realm. And there's another way uh, that the conceit of self can show up in our practice and in our life as our practice. And this is that all too often our idea of what it means to be really honest with ourselves, about ourselves, is primarily perceived as admitting our weaknesses, admitting our faults, admitting all the unskillful, all of the bad things that we've done. And so we could call this actually another facet of the conceit of self. Identifying and dwelling in this negative idea of our self, this negative image of who we are. And this is how guilt and how sorrow, how anguish is nurtured. The Buddha instructs us to recognize, acknowledge, and rejoice in ourselves in very specific ways. 
We can reflect on the ways that we've been of service to and cared for others. We can reflect on the choices that we've made that have been absolutely appropriate and wise at any given time. We can reflect and rejoice in the times when our heart, when our mind, has been very clearly present, connected, when the hearts emanated loving kindness and compassion and joy in relationship to others. And of course, the possibility of rejoicing in the fact that we've had the great good fortune to meet and connect with the teaching and the practice of the Buddha and are here practicing. I think it's really important to take the Buddha's instruction to heart. Rejoicing in ourselves isn't a call for arrogance or a call for self-centeredness, but rather just the simple recognition and the acknowledgement of our goodness, our success, our healthy human beingness. It's essential to begin to rejoice in ourselves, not in a prideful way or a conceited way, but as a means of generating the respect, the love, confidence, joy, and sense of well-being in relationship to ourselves that is absolutely essential and it's natural to the awakening mind, the awakening heart. This is an important aspect of cultivating the wholesome mind, the wholesome heart that's essential for the process of practice to develop to deepen and to blossom as we make our way on the path to liberation. And in the Buddha's words, until we're liberated, until we're awakened, tis the self by which we suffer. <laughs> 